0: He started off doing youth ministry for a number of decades and uh, he and his family have loved on kids. They've taken them into their home, cared for them out of their own resources. There's a number of young adults all over the country, a lot of young men of color who are on wonderful success paths today because of what uh, Jesse and his wife and family have done over the years. He uh, has led one of our most successful small groups. Actually, his is a large group, not a small group, because everybody's showing up in the San Francisco area. And we've invited him for the, this is Mark's one year, I think, anniversary of him being uh, the director of our small group ministry. Come on, give God a hand praise. He has been married for 41 years to an incredibly brilliant and beautiful wife. Come on, stand up, Pally. All right, yes he is. <laughs> so would you guys be so kind as to stand and give God a hand in praise for our speaker, Brother Jesse Cottenham. <laughs> Good morning. Now, I have to start off by letting you know that I don't jump around like Pastor Herman. (laughs) Don't don't have that energy at all. But I am a lot like Pastor Monroe, because I'm a (laughs) crybaby. So today, you might experience a little bit of that as I speak to you. Thank you, Pastor Herman, for the opportunity. And thank you all. As I speak to you today, please pray with me and pray for me. Let me ask you a question. What's an area of your life that you're asking God right now for hope, or healing, or happiness, or guidance? Just take a moment and think about it. What season are you currently in? You see, because we're getting ready to start our holiday season, right? Christmas season, and we know in life we go through these seasons, right? So I want to, I want you to act, just think about it, just for a moment. What season are you in? A season of loneliness, grief. Worry. It can even be a season of parenting. And if you're a parent, you know what that's like, right? Come on, just keep it real, right? But I want to talk to you today about a season of waiting. And I want to share with you my experience in a season of waiting on God. If you're able, would you please stand with me for the reading of our scripture? It's a very familiar passage to all of us. It comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31, and I'm using the New King James Version. And this is what it says. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank you, you may be seated. Now I'm using this scripture as like a backdrop or a blanket that's covering us right now. And I say that because in today's culture, Waiting is not cool. Am I right? right. Come on. Think about it. Think about one area of your life where waiting is like, hmm. I have a three-year-old granddaughter. Her name is Noe. And when you tell Noe to do something at three years old, at three, you say, Noe, go clean up your room. She goes, "Mm." That kind of describes me in a waiting period. Mm. One of my pet peeves is traffic. <laughs> Come on y'all, let's keep it real. You get in traffic, man, you get on that on-ramp, man, and it's all good, but then when you, as soon as you get on the freeway and it's all backed up, I go. Mm. Am I right? I'll give you another instance. How about if you're in the airport, you're sitting there, man, you're waiting to take a flight. You're sitting there, man, you know, your flight is ready, and all of a sudden it flashes on that screen, delay. <laughs> First thing you do is mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That describes me to a T. When it's something that doesn't feel right, or I don't like waiting, I go mm-hmm. Somebody cut you off in traffic mm-hmm. Come on. I'm just being real. But here's the thing. One of God's greatest character building tools is waiting on him. Come on. I'm going to say it again. One of God's greatest I got a cheer section over here, boy. (laughs) Man. And you know what? I didn't pay him. I didn't pay him. I didn't bribe him, I didn't. But it's true, one of God's greatest character-building tools is waiting on him. That's right. Now the Bible is full of many, many, many stories of people waiting. Uh-huh. Abraham, very familiar story. God told him a long time ago he was going to be the father of many nations. And at the time, he was fatherless. That's right. Had to wait, I don't know, 26 years before God answered what he told him he was going to give him? How about Joseph? Joseph was young when God gave him a dream that he was going to rule over his brothers and lead a nation. But he went through a lot in that waiting period. Am I right? Sometimes we call them trials. Tribulations. We have have our own name for them. Mine is... But I want to share with you a waiting season that I went through, and it's specifically in ministry. Pastor Herman gave you a little bit of my background. My history is in youth ministry. That's what God called me to do. So let me share with you. It was about 28, 30, 28 years ago that God whispered to me. And he said this point blank. He said, I need you to care for my children. Simple. I went, well, okay. You know, I didn't think too much about it because at the time, I was already doing coaching, my son's uh, baseball, basketball teams. I was already working with youth. So it was easy for me just to follow my passion. It was easy, right? So I'm going to fast forward, save you guys some time, because I could talk forever. But in that time when God told me that, a lot of things happened. I went from being just a volunteer, you know, in the youth ministry, chaperoning, teaching a little Bible study here and there, to actually becoming the director of our youth ministry at my church. Now, I give you that because I was the first male youth director in the history of our church. A lot of controversy. Y'all know how it is, right? Come on. And this is an historical church. 50-something years they had been in existence, and I was the first male youth director. So in that ministry, we had many ups and downs, many, many ups and downs, but I want to tell you about this second time that was like eight years into the ministry, God whispered to me again, but this time he whispered two things to me. First thing he whispered to me was, it's time for you to leave this place, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Ministry's blowing up. I'm serious. I mean, it was vibrant. The youth ministry was vibrant, man. Kids were coming around. It was it was like the bone. What you mean, Lee? Lee. Mm. So I'm going, okay. I'm just I'm going to go with it. But he whispers something else to me and he says, and you're going to do ministry full time. Now, in my small mind, ministry full-time meant I was going to be on staff. You know, I was going to be leading this huge youth ministry, man. we have been to blow up. Yes, all right. You know, in my mind. I'm going to leave you with that. So what God told me and what I thought, two different things. So let me fast forward. When you're waiting on God, God showed me that it's three things that he wants to do to build your character. And building your character is becoming more Christ-like. Am I right? These three areas is what he showed me. And he actually, in his word, gave me these scriptures when I was in this waiting period. First one is patience. How many guys got patience? Now, patience is something you either have that it's a gift or something you got to work on. Am I right? Well, for me, patience was... mm, mm. That's that's just how I reacted to it. So I want to give you a scripture that God gave me. It was from the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 7, verse 8. And this is what it says. The end of a matter... Is better than its beginning and patience is better than pride now I don't know about you but when I'm in traffic my pride comes up I will literally get off the freeway drive on the street it takes me longer to get there but I'm moving Rather than just being stuck in traffic and going. "Mm." Y'all feel me? How many of y'all do that? Come on. Yeah, that's right. You would get off the freeway because you know what? We have this false sense that we're making progress. We're moving. But we're not getting there any faster. Am I right? (laughs) He's laughing in the back here. And I say that because. Pride will make you move when you're not, when you shouldn't. Pride will make you do some things because you just don't want to wait. Am I right? Right. And it's a struggle. I didn't say this at 8.30, but I'll give it to you today. In your life, there's always a moment. There's a defining moment in your life that makes you either take a step closer to God Or take a step back. Am I right? Whether you know God or not. Whether you a seasoned Christian. New Christian. Man I just don't know who God is. There is a defining moment that you. Step forward or you step back. Part of that is patience. Next one is perseverance. Perseverance. this is. The scripture God gave me was from the book of James. Another real simple, familiar scripture. And it's James chapter one, verses two and three. And it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. perseverance, not giving up. Well, we know about all the stories in the Bible about not giving up, but I want to give you this one little one. From the Old Testament, last book, Malachi, to the New Testament, first book, Matthew, God was silent for 400 years. 400 years. Now, when God was working with me in this waiting period, it just came to my mind, what would you think or what would you, how would you feel if God was silent? And I say that because my grandmother used to tell me, baby, you just wait on the Lord. And I used to go, okay. I didn't have a clue. But she used to say that. But my grandmother knew God. God had spoke to her. Can you imagine going 400 years, your grandmother, your great grandmother, nobody, you know, has ever heard from God. That's perseverance. That's keeping the faith. The last one is trust. Pretty obvious one in trust. Right. But let me give you this scripture that God gave me. This is from Psalm 62, verse Eight. and it says trust in the Lord at all times you people pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge those three areas they all work as one sort of like the Trinity the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit they all work as one but they do different things right? those three together i put them all together and this is what I came up with. I was able to trust God enough to be honest with Him and pour my heart out to Him. I mean, it got to a point where, Lord, can I trust You enough to be honest with You? What's on my heart? Lord, can I really tell You the desires of what I want to do in my life? Can I? I took Him up on it. And I say that because in your waiting season God is trying to make you and mold you and grow you and it's in your relationship with him. It's straight up in your relationship. Is your relationship going to be authentic or what? One of my most favorite pastors, his name is Dr. Fred Campbell. He used to say, I have a robust romance with the Redeemer. Man, I remember the first time he said that, I was like, can I steal that? God, I like that. And he would preach about it, how honest he was with God, how he he would struggle with God, right? And how God was always there with him in the struggle. So Pastor Herman always says, When he comes up here, he says, you guys ask great questions. So I have a question. So how do you get through a season of waiting? How do you get through a season of waiting? And I want to give you three things that God gave me in this season of waiting. One was prayer. Pretty obvious. Got to pray. But it's a little different. A little different. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer, by petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Present it, right? But here's the piece that I want you guys to really hold on to. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, so God's not going to let you just lose it while you wait. He's going to keep you in his peace. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did for me as he was developing our relationship, as he was growing me. Second one is praise. And I'll use the last book, the last chapter in the number of Psalms, 150 and 6. Real simple, real simple. It says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then it says, Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a time in my ministry when I was real frustrated. Youth ministry, kids was wilding out. If you're a parent, you can feel me, you feel me. Teenagers, they was wilding out, man. I was like, Lord, what's going on? What's happening? And I was real honest with God. I said, you know what, God, man, am I wasting my time? Are they listening to me? I was just honest. I said to him point blank, God, I need to see something. He said, Okay. And that's when the ministry took off. That's when it blew up. I mean, I was like, Whoo, man, right? But here's something I want to share with you that God shared with me in praise. He said, What is praise? You have a definition of praise, and I have a definition of praise. In that scripture that he gave me, it said, Let everything that has a breath praise the Lord. And I went, Try it. Come on. God told me in that moment, Everything I have ever created is alive, it has breath. He said, and everything that I created praises me by being exactly what I created it to be. That's real praise. So I went. I said, you know what? My real praise is me being exactly what God made me to be in Christ. Not Jesse, not That's Jesse. Jesse. okay, but that's what he brought together for me. All those three things. And they all work together in your relationship with Christ. So during that time of waiting, this is what happened. Using all those scriptures and God speaking to me, I developed a rhythm with God. And in this rhythm, man, my relationship grew with God and we wrestled and I literally would tell God everything that was wrong, at least what I thought was wrong. I told him all the desires of my heart. You know what, Lord? I want to be retired. I want to travel. I want to. Come on. He said, he said, bring your petitions to him. Do you do that? Do you do it while you wait? Because it's hard while you waiting. But I did. I was honest. So let me fast forward. 20 years earlier, in that eight years when God told me I would be doing ministry full time. For me, ministry was my dream, my dream job. I was like, man, I was made for this. I was built for this. And I'm like... Okay, Lord, when is this going to happen? Man, I'm just waiting. In the meantime, I'm growing and I'm doing some things, but I'm still like honest. I'm waiting, Lord. And in the meantime, there's ups and downs in that ministry. While you're waiting, there's some things that are transpired that happen in your life that will make you want to quit. But here's one thing I want you to do. This last third piece is don't move until God moves. Scripture I use in Ecclesiastics said a matter is better at the end than it is in the beginning. Don't move till God tells you to move. And this comes from Exodus chapter 13 verses 21 and 22. And it says simply this, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Now watch this, verse 22, neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of them. In a waiting season, you'll wait and you will go ahead of God because you get tired of waiting. You are impatient because, you know, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. You're going to try to figure it out yourself. Am I right? Come on, if anybody's waiting for anything, you're going to try to figure it out. It's like getting off the freeway. You don't want to wait. I want to feel something. I want to feel some movement, right? My wife sent me this picture. (laughs) And it's a picture of uh, a hallway. And we thought we could get it on the screen, but I don't think so. Is it there? Oh, okay. And it says, until God opens the next door, praise him in the hallway. Come on. So how did I learn that lesson about waiting? How did I learn? Glad you asked. Got a little story for you. Remember, I told you God had told me, man, you got to leave this place. Me and my wife went to go visit one church because God spoke to us like at the same time that we knew our time was up at this one particular church and so we went to go visit one church and we go to the church oh man we walk in the doors and it looks like NBCC it's off the chain it was it was the bomb I go upstairs in the into the youth ministry man it's laid out I'm like oh. it's all that in a bag of chips we go to the new members class and when we go to the new members class We sit there and we meet the senior pastor, man, and he tells us all about the church. And me and my wife, we're like, yes, this is it. This is it. And, you know, you have to fill out the application, right? You know, membership, you know, putting your name down. Man, my wife, man, she had read all her stuff out, boy, turned her little sheet in. And she was over on the side taking her new members picture. I'm over here with my pencil man and I'm trying to fill out the application. And it's just not happening. I literally cannot fill out this application. I put it down and I literally go over to the side and cry. And we wait around and we talk to the senior pastor. And so I tell him my whole situation what's going on. And he tells me point blank. God hasn't released you yet. He says, when God releases you, you come back, man. we would be waiting for you. It was two more years before God released me. And I was in such a spiritual funk. I would literally come home every Sunday after church and cry like a baby. Lord, you told me my time was up. What when is this going to happen? But to be honest with you, (laughs) I wasn't ready. I say sometime, man, uh, the Lord has to protect you from yourself. Because when you go ahead, you go in front of God, when you move before he does, man, it's not good. I don't care if you just waiting to apply for a college. Young people. Come on. I, asked, I used to ask my young people. I said, how many college applications did you fill out? They said, 20. 20? <laughs> 20? I said, you only need one. But they're trying to maneuver that, right? Because they're trying to figure out where they should be. And I said, hey, why don't you just pick five and pray that God places you where he wants you? It could be on your dream job. Y'all got a dream job? Come on. Yeah, we do. If it ain't, but just retirement. You're trying to just get to that. Right? But we have to wait on all that. Let me finish this up. During During those years of waiting, my relationship with God got so good. Remember, this started 20 years earlier. And what God meant by full time. I misunderstood. it. See, because I was already doing full time ministry. Full time ministry is not when you get paid. We know it ain't no part time ministry. No, whether you know it or not. All ministry is full time. It's just like your job. Your job is full time. Right. There's no distinction between the two. But God was more interested not in what I was going to do in ministry. He was more concerned about who I would be in ministry. He wanted me to be his representative, his child. In every sense of the word. So he had to work on me in that waiting period. I mean, he had to, I had to get rid of some stuff. I had to learn some things. So for you, I have this for you. What waiting season are you in? How are you waiting? God told me, while you're waiting for me, I need you to pray. I need you to praise. And don't move. Right, Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am. You can't do that moving. You got to be still. So whatever season you're in today, let me give you some encouragement. It doesn't matter what season you're in. Season of parenting, season of waiting, whatever. Just trust and know that God is in that season with you. Even when you don't hear him, even when God is silent, God is still working it out for you without you even knowing it. It's greater later. Your journey It's greater later. Wait on him. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you.